What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let me talk to you about the agenda for tonight's show. We are discussing an under-the-radar hire that the Cowboys made this week, according to ESPN's Seth, uh, uh, Seth Walder, pretty much somebody that's been reporting on a lot of analytics personnel hirings around the league. And that includes one for the Cowboys that I believe we have not given enough attention to. And I'm trying to change that on tonight's episode of Primetime because this is a hire that will have a huge impact on game day for the Cowboys. And I also believe it came at the perfect time. And I will get into why in a few moments here on the show. We're also going to do it. We're, we're going to talk about Dalvin Cook because, you know, he's the story of the day in the NFL. And Cowboys fans are wondering, is there something there? And should the Cowboys pursue him now that he's set to become a free agent later in the week? And then we will conclude minicamp because minicamp is over for the Cowboys. We'll go over some of today's notes. There weren't as many, uh, but we'll have some closing thoughts for minicamp. By the way, next week, the Cowboys will have rookies only in the facility. Veterans have concluded the offseason program. They will be back in Oxnard late in July. However, in the meantime, though, rookies still have to go to class and according to ESPN's Todd Arker, they have to go learn about life skills. That's what the Cowboys are planning for them. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into all of that, uh, let me say hi really quickly. Shout out to House Nelson. Ha shout out to Toxic Tom. What's up, everybody? What's up, SLH? Toxic Tom says, Mo, didn't you wear that shirt last night? Yes, sir, I did. It's the, it's the uniform shirt. It's the primetime uniform shirt. Uh, shout out to Holly, Stephen White. We've got El Pipiti Pau as well. Double R, Lance, Modelo Time saying hi as well over at YouTube. Shout out to everyone who is tuning in right now. Let's get into the news that I'm talking about here in the title of the video. Cowboys under the radar hire will impact game days. Usually, you would look at that title and fans will think about, you know, playmaking wide receiver maybe an explosive running back, or maybe perhaps an edge rusher that can wreck the game at any given point of the matchup. However, this is not about a player. This is more about somebody that will be working behind the scenes like Spider-Man's guy in the chair. That's what we're talking about here, essentially. And the Cowboys hired John Hart. Now, if we're going to get into how the Cowboys call him or what the title is for him. John Park is expected to be the director of strategic football operations. You might wonder what the heck does that mean? And the answer to that is basically he's going to be 
an analytics expert, but if we are going to look at his history with the Indianapolis Colts, and he spent seven years with the Indianapolis Colts, by the way, he is going to be on Mike McCarthy's ear on game days. At least that's what he did over at Indianapolis. It's going to be tough to know exactly how quickly that process will actually take place. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about it very quickly. But in order to give you an idea as to what type of an impact John Park could have on the team, let me read to you this quote from a The Athletic article that was published by Stephen Holder in 2018. So this is from a few years ago. This is from a few years ago uh, talking about the impact that John Park and somebody else, because he had basically like this partner in crime and a whole analytics department going on over there, how they helped Frank Reich, who was at that time the Colts head coach during game days. And this is the quote from the entire article. It starts with, with uh, one of the Reich quotes, but let's start with the entire article, actually. Uh, just a quick quote. During a game, Colts head coach Frank Reich might instead be talking to Lee and Park. These days, data is ever-present in the Colts organization including at the most critical points in games. We'll be talking, and this is Frank Reich speaking, we'll be talking on the headsets. Hey, if this is a completion, do we take the time out here? I'm talking about during the game. The last scenario gives you a sense of the breadth of information available. If you can name it, uh, Leon Park have a data point to address it. That's it. That is basically what the Cowboys are bringing on board here. Now, I personally love it. Let me know in the chat, what's your take on this? Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Let me know what do you think in the chat if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, what is your take on this whole thing under the radar hire that I believe will go a long way on, on game days? Let's see. Lance Bell says, a suit. I think it's kind of more than a suit. A suit is... Is an NFL executive maybe that does not do much. That's how I would look at a at a, at this. But I'm gonna go with big deal for this one because I think, listen, and we have talked about this a lot since it happened in 2020. But when the Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy, he came in and he was claiming that the Cowboys were gonna be at the cutting edge of analytics. They were gonna implement a whole uh, a whole lot of new stuff, and then over the years, we can say that it's been a little bit inconsistent for the Cowboys. Sometimes they have been super aggressive on fourth downs. Sometimes they have been uh, super aggressive on early downs, and then the next week they kind of forget about it and they go back to their shells and and become a little bit conservative on that front. But I think this is a step in the right direction to change that. I think this is the time that Mike McCarthy fully fulfills that promise that he made us that he was going to be very analytics based and he was going to use the data available to the advantage of the Cowboys. Let's see here what you guys have to say. Bruce got the toxic use says, I missed it. Did we talk about the new offense? Says Bruce got the toxic use. I talked, we talked about the new offense yesterday and the night before that, in case you want to check that out. And Nick says, who is this Colts guy? I missed it too. He is 
a analytics expert that the Cowboys are bringing on so he can help. I mean, and this is just me speculating because we don't know exactly what the role will be. We don't know how much of an impact he will have on the Cowboys. But with the Colts, he helped the coaching staff make decisions in-game with data. You know, we talk a lot about EPA per play. We talk a lot about should the Cowboys have gone for it? Should they not have gone for it? That type of stuff and timeouts, which we know and we have criticized time and time again as one of Mike McCarthy's biggest weaknesses, he's going to help with all of that. If, if he adopts a similar role than the one that he had in Indianapolis. And this is where I would like to bring up this tweet from Cowboy Stats. And you guys know this. I have always enjoyed Cowboy Stats and graphics over at Twitter. Uh, the plan is for him to come on the show at, at some point. And I actually want to talk with him about this hire because he can give us some insight that we don't have. Uh, scheduling is right now an issue, but we're going we're gonna to solve that. But let me read to you this Twitter thread from Cowboy Stats because it also talks a lot about the guy that the Cowboys just hired. Cowboy Stats tweeted out, I wasn't too familiar with John Park before today, mainly due to my NFC info bias. But people I know and trust in the analytics world are pretty high on the idea of this guy in a leadership role for what it's worth. That part is important, and Cowboy Stats explains why in the following tweet, the, the leadership aspect of it. What the Cowboys need more than anything from an analytics perspective, in his opinion, is a team leader who can bridge the gap between the coaching staff and the personnel department, earn trust across the board, and keep everyone on the same page. It's a prerequisite for progress in other areas. In other words, John Park needs to have the leadership to step in and tell the coaches, okay, cool, you're the football guys. I'm fine with that. Call me a nerd if you want me, if you want to uh, make fun of the numbers, say that football is in play on spreadsheets, say all of that, all of those one-liners, get them out, get them out, and then let me explain to you why these numbers and these spreadsheets and this vast amount of information can help you out in making decisions for the team. And based on his own history, based on his career, we already know that John Park can do that. Because if you go read that article from The Athletic in 2018, that's exactly what the Colts coaches talk about in that article. And the analytics experts like John Park and somebody else, his last name is Lee, but I cannot forget, I cannot remember, excuse me, the first name, so sorry about that. They're talking in that article about how that relationship grew from being skeptical about the whole thing to being all in and to wanting to go ahead and, and make it count as much as possible on game days. So I think it matters a lot. I think that it's a big, big deal. And I think that it comes at the perfect time in the sense that McCarthy has struggled with clock management throughout his entire career. And we saw some questionable decisions throughout the first three years of Mike McCarthy when his only game day responsibility was that. I mean, head coach stuff, but I mean, he was not calling the place. Now, he is 
undertaking such a big role that he's calling the plays. And he is being smart enough, apparently, because, and I say apparently because we don't know exactly what John Park is going to do, but he is going to be able to delegate that type of stuff. He's going to be able to say, you know what? I'll worry about the clock, but I'll have this amazing support system in John Park and an entire analytics department that can tell me if I should go for it, if I should ask for a timeout right now, if I should do this, if I should do that. I think it is a very smart hire, and I think it's one of those that tells you that the Cowboys are willing to, and it's more specifically Mike McCarthy's coaching staff, they're willing to bring in somebody with fresh ideas to implement across the board. So I'm excited about that specifically. I think that, uh, and this is just me based off a conversation that I had with Cowboys stats back in 2019. So this is a while ago. I asked him because I consider myself an ignorant in the topic, but I asked him, do the Cowboys have like an analytics department? And in 2019, which was a long time ago, so things might have changed since then. He told me they do and they are very advanced, but it's more advanced in health science and health data type stuff and tracking type stuff. So that's where the Cowboys analytics focus has been in instead of game day responsibilities. Again, that is a conversation that I had in 2019 with Cowboys stats. So things had probably changed since then, possibly. But John Park's hiring gives us an idea that uh, this time the change is bigger than usual. So anyways, let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Nick says, I feel like Mike is really serious about this job. I love any little bit he can do to help this team win now. And I agree with Nick. Not only because he is adding the help in an area that he is, I mean, we know that he is weak in, in terms of game management stuff, because we've seen those mistakes throughout his career. And it doesn't mean that he sucks at it. It means that it's one of his biggest areas of opportunity. And I also think that it's cool to see this hiring because not only is McCarthy getting that support system there, I feel like it's also about him being able, like him as a coach, being able to spend 99% of his energy in doing what he enjoys most during a game, which is calling the place. That is what he knows that he can do at a high level. And because of that, he's realizing maybe that, hey, some of these teams are making the game management side of things much more easier with data. Why should I not do the same? And you got to love that because it also will help out with, with the calling the plays things. It, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. I have a YouTube channel in Spanish and I think that I produced more and, and better videos inside delegated ed editing because I hate editing and I suck at editing. <laughs> so that type of stuff, I think, uh, goes a long way in every sense of, you know, real life. And it's not, no different with, the, with football and, and, and coaching. Toxic Tom says, Mo, I love this hire. Gone are the days of the Jason Garrett era of just trying to the same dumb plan over and over with terrible slash late adjustments. Modern teams use analytics. Ask the Astros is Toxic Tom. Ask, you know, 
pretty much all of these successful teams lately have been using more and more analytics. Lance Bell says, I support it, but I do have some skepticism. Uh, he also said, analytics don't factor heart, says Lance. And although, you know, I agree on that, I will also say that can be a positive sometimes because then analytics also do not factor in bias. They don't factor in bias, and that matters as well. Like if we're talking about heart, just let's let's know that you know it also goes the other way. And not only that, but I feel like why not use the numbers? Like coaches talk about, you know, you use every edge that you can find. But the moment that you say, hey, you know what? This spreadsheet actually has a lot of stuff that you could use. They say, oh man, now what? You've never played a down of football in your life. Get out of here. And it's kind of ironic. <laughs> I think that any team that is not heavily using data analytics to make decisions on and off the field is kind of, I don't want to say dumb, but antiquated. Katharina says McCarthy is really on it. I have never heard any coach talk about any plays in training like he does. He's really bringing it to the team. I love it. Hit the like button for your boy, Moses. Tommy915. Hey, I agree. I agree. Do me that favor. If you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, take a fraction of a second and smash that thumbs up because it helps me put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And if you enjoy the show, probably more Cowboys fans will too. So do me that favor. Do me that favor and, and I'll appreciate it a lot. Thank you to Tommy915, by the way. Hollis says, I feel like analytics have won us one to three games in the past two seasons. Lance says, formulate the heart analytic empirical formula. You can track effort, says Toxic Tom. I think that, you know, marrying, as, as, as Cowboy Stats said on Twitter, marrying the coaching staff and the analytics department, and more specifically, like, making them understand that we're not trying, like the nerds are not trying to replace the tape. They're not trying to replace the football guy's stuff. They're just trying to marry it all together and come up with cool solutions. Have you seen the stuff that the data bowl, they call it the data bowl, the stuff that is analyzed in those, in those, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Because uh, they're like tournaments. They're like tournaments in which people make their their studies. They enter their researches, uh, research studies, and then a winner is announced. They look at all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Lance says, not baseball. And here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. That was what was said in the baseball world in the thousands in the 2000s, when Moneyball happened. You know, analytics were not welcome. Where is baseball now? Why have more teams gone for it more aggressively year over year? It's been a consistent rise of four down attempts. Why have teams have been more aggressive in first and second down when throwing the football? Is it coincidence? I don't think it's coincidence. 
I think it's coaches listening. I think I think that that is the case. I think that coaches are saying, "Well, let's try it," and then they're finding out, "Oh, so this." thousands and thousands and thousands of data points have something to teach me. And when I apply them, it seems to work out. I agree with Toxic Tom because math is incredible. F your bias. I agree with Toxic Tom there. And then Max says, it's 2023. If you don't have analytics input, you're in the NFL stone age. And I couldn't agree with that even more. Also, one of the things that has come up with analytics is the de diminishment, uh, decrease of running back pay in the NFL. And that brings us to the next topic. Ladies and gentlemen, should, not will, should the Cowboys target Dalvin Cook, who is set to be released on Friday, according to multiple reports from NFL Network, from ESPN, Dalvin Cook, set to be released on Friday by the Minnesota Vikings. Should the Cowboys target him? Yes or no? Let me know in the chat. While you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because their family-owned business, which has been so for over 65 years, by the way, has the ride of the week for you. You can check out their dealership at Irving, Texas, or you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles at FreemanMazda.net. But remember, you can go through the features. You can go through pictures of the outside and inside of the car. And as we do around this time every single week, we have to talk about the ride of the week. In this case, it is the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S so a prepared all-wheel drive and this one starts at thirty thousand two hundred and five dollars it's got apple carplay slash android auto rain sensing wipers adaptive cruise control a blind spot monitor and a fuel economy of 26 miles per gallon in the city that goes up to 33 when you are on the highway so make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net all right, Dalvin Cook. Should the Cowboys, yes or no, target Dalvin Cook? And PPD Powell says analytics held the Dallas, held the Allies to win the war. Oh, oh. Control the football to Stephen White. Hollis is sure. Toxic Tom says, I don't know. Depends on what he wants. He's a declining player, so I would be hesitant about anything other than a one year deal. And that's why my answer is like, I mean, depends on the value as well, right? But I'm well, what I will say is when the conversation was all about a potential trade, I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy the Cowboys' interest in Dalvin Cook or reported alleged rumored interest. I don't think there was anything to it. But then now, now that he's released, I don't expect him to sign for a whole lot, honestly. He had a $10.4 million salary for 2023 and nobody wanted to trade for him and it was two million dollars guaranteed out of those 10 million and then beyond 2023 he had no guaranteed salary so if teams are not even willing to trade for him a guy that has had four consecutive 1000 yard seasons by the way plus he's averaged over 350 receiving yards per year in that same span you you should assume that hey Teams are not going to 
throw money at him in free agency. Even if the reports indicate that there's going to be a lot of interested teams, nobody's going to throw him $10 million per year or anything close to that. I think that Dalvin Cook ends up signing for a one-year contract, and I think that it doesn't exceed $5 million. I think that it might even be close to $4 million when, it, when it's all said and done. I don't think it happens. I don't think it does happen. Uh, I would like it. Like I, I mean, if it's a one-year deal, low-risk, high-reward type of bet, I think that it's the kind of move that the Cowboys would be interested in. I know that they don't sign big-name free agents, but Dalvin Cook, even though he has the big name, he doesn't have that price tag, and I don't think that he will. I don't think that the Cowboys target him, but I think that maybe they should look at it, and it, it, I would... I would definitely consider it if it's a one-year contract with not a lot of guaranteed money. And if it's a one-year deal, probably going to be guaranteed, obviously. And, you know, with him being a veteran, it would become guaranteed. Over 1,000 yards per year, why not? Like, the team is not better without him. So, yeah, I think I think the Cowboys should consider him just overall. Uh, wonder if somebody is going to be able to just pay him a little bit more. And that might be the Miami Dolphins. People are saying that the Dolphins will be the, the team that ends up signing Cook. He already teased everyone on social media by posting a story of himself celebrating at Hard Rock Stadium. So I think the odds are one-to-one -one for him to end up with Mike McDaniel and company. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, a lot of people saying that, you know, sure, no... John says Henry instead of Cook, but then that's tougher. Yes, for sure, says Katharina. Injury prone, says Nick, but 1,000 seasons, why not? Ground and pound, says Stephen White, Hunter Leapkey. Nick says we can probably sign sick cheaper than Cook. 10 touchdowns for Hunter, says Stephen White. Ah, that, that's a high number. <laughs> but then again, if he's the short yardage situation back... <laughs> Could you imagine that type of a season from him? Could be, could be. Uh, it would be crazy, though. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, minicamp is over for the Cowboys. Uh, they're going to be back on July 24th for training camp. The veterans will. Rookies are going to show up next week, but I don't think we're going to see a lot of work from them, according to reports by ESPN's Todd Arker. Mike McCarthy said that, you know, they're just going to go to the classroom. And that's going to be it pretty much for the rookies. So don't expect more practice notes from here until, I mean, like new practice notes. Obviously, we'll go over them next week here on Primetime and talk about the biggest winners from OTAs and the phase three of the offseason, all of that. We're going to cover it here on Primetime every single night. But it seems like practices are over until training camp. July 24th is the day everyone reports. And then July 31st, it's going to be my birthday gift. July 31st, same day as my birthday, they're going to kick off with padded work. And then we'll be talking about Masi Smith. And then we'll be talking about, you know, uh, Micah Parsons versus Terrence Steele or Tyron Smith. I mean, Terrence Steele not going to be ready for camp, probably. It's going to get exciting. It's going to get exciting. So circle those dates on your calendar. And ladies and gentlemen, that will be it. For me tonight uh, on on Thursday night, that will be for it for me for the week. So thank you, thank you so much for tuning into ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. 
Nick says, Mole, 21st birthday. Let's go. <laughs> it's funny because it's close. It's going to be my 24th birthday. Thank you to Stephen White for the cake. Toxic Tom says, I'll be busy on the 31st. Unacceptable, man. Unacceptable. Yeah, it's going to be on Oxnard once more. John, thanks so much for tuning in to Prime Time. Hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend. And I will see you on Sunday, 8 p.m. Central. Do me a favor, smash the like button if you enjoyed the show. It helps me out a lot. And I will see you on Sunday. Thank you very much. Prime Time brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. Nos vemos mañana, el domingo, perdón. Nos vemos el domingo. Bye-bye.